Once again, this is yours truly, D Mecca. Representing my girl, ESP Speaks. So sit back, relax, as we take you on a journey. I'm your DJ for tonight, D Mecca. Catch me on the Morning Soul, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on www.sheetheboss.com. But in the meantime, in between time, sit back, relax, as we get ready for today's host, the lovely Miss. ESP Speaks. Welcome to ESP and Jax Speaks. So, how, how are you this week? I am dumbfounded, befuddled, amazed. Uh, you name it. I'm a myriad of things this week. What the hell? Listen, the last time you and I had a conversation, we were talking about waiting for uh, January 6th for them to verify, mm -hmm. and it just went all the way south from there. So. It went left. Yeah, yeah. south and left. <laughs> um, you know, I never thought that we would see ourselves in this position. Um, every time I think about the word insurrection, it's mind-blowing. It's like, are we really here in a third world banana republic right now? Um, and I just okay. <laughs> was I gone the whole no, time? No, 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 no. I just I had to laugh at the Banana Republic comment because I knew I saw this exactly as it happened. I listen, I used to work for that man. I knew he was trouble from day one. Mm -hmm. Most New Yorkers did. Mm-hmm. I can but, I can hear the the statement that he made in the very beginning. Vote for me. What do you have to lose? And all I kept saying was everything. 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 And <laughs> look at where we are. We're about to lose our. Well, I'm not going to say that we're going to lose our democracy, but we have definitely. Some of us have lost our minds. Um, it, it's just amazing to me how. Okay, we have heard you on tape now trying to overthrow 
an election. We have heard facts that most of your court cases were based on little voter discrepancies, not outright fraud. And we still have these sycophants defending him. I don't understand. I, it's amazing to me. Well, um, there's, there's so much. There's so much. But before we get into that, because we just jumped straight into that, Jack, let me let our listeners know. Family, remember that you're either watching us on Facebook Live, you're on Periscope Live, you're on YouTube, or you're on Twitch Live right now. However, if you can't stay with us for the entire show, please do remember that we're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube Live, Tune In and Anchor Podcasts. We're also on Breaker Radio Public, Stitch, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. If you need to drop us an email, we're at esp at espspeaks.com. And on Instagram, we're at ESP Real Talk. And on Twitter, we're at ESP Speaks. So now, Jax, back yeah. to the craziness because uh, they had a, a lynching post ready for your boy Pence because they were going to tie him up and hang him because he stood against the fray as they mounted this insurrection. Do you believe this? Is there any loyalty anywhere anymore? <laughs> Magic word. There's a ton of loyalty to Donald Trump, okay? Mm -hmm. That's where it lies. Um, you know, he even threw Mike Pence under the bus and called him the P word. And my thing at this point is, Mike Pence, if you are that, show him how much of one you are. Take him out of I'm office. sorry, wait, which P word? He called him the, a punk? No, a pussy? the other. A pussy. Oh, okay. Well, pussies are very strong. Very you know. strong. The, the power of a pussy is a, is a hell of a thing. We got to exactly. push out eight pound babies. So, you know, call me a pussy, but. And that's why I said, up. I'm sorry. That's why I said, show them how much of a pussy you are. There you go. Out of office, you know, I support that. Um, I support that. And to me, one last thing is just unbelievable to me. Uh, this happened on January 6th. What is today's regardless? Today is the 12th. It took us six days to get an official briefing on what was going on. Well, you know, things are up and on. They're still rattled up there because not for nothing, Jackie. And I've said this to many people who said, oh, I would love to live overseas and everything. And I've warned folks, you as an American living on an American soil really doesn't, don't know what it's like to live overseas. There are governments and peoples who deal with what happened to us last week. They deal with this on a regular basis. It's, it's really, I, I won't say it's nothing to them. It's just not unfamiliar to them. So for certain things to be happening in the United States, everybody seems to be in shock because we've been living really in a bubble. Um, our it's democracy, exactly, and this mm -hmm. should underline how wonderfully privileged we are as Americans 
let's let's just leave it at American right now. We're not going to go through the normal breakdowns that we go to Black, Hispanic, this and that. But as Americans, we live in a a major bubble of entitlement worldwide, and it's being tested by the actions of I'm going to be playing one fool. One man. That's right. One fool is better. You're right. You're right. My my thing is, Jax, and this is going to be my final thought on this. I know because you and I can go back and forth forever on this subject. It just befuddles me that there is still, as you said, a following of people that are dedicated to him that cannot see this or do not see any of this as being wrong. Exactly. No matter. Two people what, died. I thought it was, uh, I know two for sure. I thought the last report was five because another Capitol Police officer took his life. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. I heard about the one that died that day, the female. And that, and ironically, one of the last things she said was, I'd, on my deathbed, Joe Biden would be president of the United States. And your words are a sneer. You better be careful what you say. Ooh, and then there was the other one. Exactly. And then there was the other police officer. Was, was that the one that was being crushed and he didn't survive the injuries? Is that this the, was the, That was the second one. No, the the officer Sicknick was the one that was beat over the head with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, and they just yes. yeah they just um found who may have possibly done that, but then there was another one that took his life over it. Wow, see that one that was a piece that I didn't get because at some point I have to pull back. It really. I know I need to be on top of the news. And like I said before, in many of our shows, you and I are, are news junkies. CNN runs consistently in our homes. But sometimes you got to take a breath and step back. So in the moment that I took a breath and stepped back, that was probably the time period where that was announced. But wow, what a, what a week here. Yeah. And now they're saying that they're looking at the um, inauguration now, the whole inauguration has changed not only due to COVID, but of course, because of this thing. Due to security, yes. And there have been credible threats about things happening in all 50 state capitals. Um, you know, uh, Clyburn wants the inauguration to be scaled back somewhat because at the end of the day, safety is most important. I don't need to see the pomp and circumstance. The, I thought that the DNC, um, um, the pro, not the primaries, the um, right before Biden took the vote, I thought those were amazing, done via Zoom and everything. I thought his rallies, the drive-in rallies were great. Let's, let's look at safety over pomp and circumstance, because right now this is, not a, this is not a time where we should be taken off of our guard. Well, with it, we have enough going on to mounted death threats and all of this craziness happening on top of it all. So, I mean, I, I pray for the best. And at this point, it's really out of our hands because we've done, as a public, we've done what we can do in terms of our voting. So we just got to let it flow with, go with the flow, as they say. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, and on a PS to that, thank you, Georgia. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So yes. what else is going on? Well, in the world? I want to talk about some, some pertinent issues that we've actually just, you and I have been going back and forth on for a minute now in terms of what's the next step and what we should be looking at as families because we've been through the COVID situation, we've been drawn a lot closer to our family units. And as parents, we've been having different types of conversation. I know that in my home, we've been having a conversation as to the building and the restructuring, particularly with education and what track the children need to be on for the next couple of years, because of course this, this nine month period has really affected a longer stretch of time than that. But one of the writings that I've been working on as I discussed with you is things that families really and sincerely need to be looking at for the future. And I'd like to talk about in particular seven things that families should be talking about. And the first one would be, I'm going to name all seven and then we'll go back and break them down. How does, that, how does that sound? Sounds good to me. Okay. So the first one would be leadership. And we should also be looking at our legacy, which would be number two. Number three, we should be looking at the stability in terms of our life insurance. And number four would be our wealth and the creation of wealth. And five would be the real the acquisition of real estate and six would be our mindset and seven would be ultimately the children now i have to say that there was a book what started me down this thought process there was a book by the name of seven things the family should be thinking about um, that i was reading by a man named robert watkins so, and in the certain points that he makes during the course of the book really, really makes sense. But I wanted to put a twist on it that would more fit our communities because he was writing to another uh, mindset. So I kind of wanted to pull it back and really speak to our family based on what our needs were. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, leadership is... Um, you know, so often when we have children, we we kind of think that the firstborn is going to be the one to lead the way for all of the children. And sometimes that's not really the case. I believe that we need to see all of our children as individuals, all of our family members as individuals, instead of being in slots or being in roles where we can, um, everybody can find what their niche is and their comfortability is in terms of their leadership role with regard to the family. But um, in setting up this new structure in, in terms of the seven things that families need to be thinking about, there has to be sort of like the foreman or uh, what do they call it in the swim teams, the, the, you know, the anchor person. There has to be an anchor person that can hold it all down or hold it all together or is responsible for calling out the truth. So as a family, we need to come together and decide who that person is, who's the strongest individual for that, and assess them with the leadership role. It's not always the daddy. It's not always the mama. 
because realistically, if we're looking to the future, mom and dad are not going to be there. There has to be somebody who's strong enough to stand in place as we get older and we decline um, in our mental abilities as well as our physical abilities, one of the children has to stand up. So, so that, um, I also think that leadership can be a little bit organic as well. Um, you, in a family, you probably have that one person that takes what we would call the leadership role, but I also think that certain events and certain, time, certain times will bring out leadership and maybe another member of the family that can handle this better than this one over here. So I, I think there's definitely a role that is played by someone that takes that main charge, I guess, but I think it's also organic within a family unit, but there needs to be some regardless. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think they, they both work hand in hand. That's a good point. Um, the next thing would be legacy. And, and that's basically, Jax, what, what do we want to leave behind? What is, and legacy is not just things. It's, it can be an action. It can be um, a thought process. And it, it's usually, leg legacy is something that can be expounded on for generations to come. So we have to, as families, really sit down and think about what is it that we're leaving as the legacy that's going to carry on for the future. As I said, it could be a physical thing. You could have a brewery and, and you're, you've always been good with spirits and we should start a brewery and then the, the Jack Stoudemire Brewery will be famous for years to come. I think... Um... <laughs> I think a lot of people get caught up in a legacy being, um, you know, a family business being left to me or I'm inheriting a lot of money. But you're right. I think a legacy is something that can be totally independent of something physical. Um, for me, I would say the legacy that my family left me is or my parents left me is my morals, my moral compass. That's my legacy. And I want to take that into my future, my future family, my family around me, um, my moral compass. So it doesn't have to be a tangible item necessarily. Yes, that's correct. Mine is the educational system that, that dates back because there has, in every generation, there's been a doctor, there's been a nurse, there's been an attorney. So that's something that we have always aspired to, to find in each generation that's come through the home that there has to be a, a doctor, an attorney, and, and a nurse, and sometimes a midwife. The midwifery has tended to, to keep flowing through, but mm -hmm. um, the children always strive for to finish the educational process and not just end it, but just go further into the graduate level. So that, that's been a part of the legacy that was instilled in us. And that families can have more than one legacy to leave behind, right? That's right. That's right. But the important thing is that they be thinking about it instead of just, we, we especially in a situation like this with COVID, uh, we get thrown off track. As a family, we get thrown off track. <laughs> we nice. get thrown in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, we get we start losing ourselves. That's funny, and we will we will correct this in a moment. Come back to the light. We need you in the light. (laughs) Is it that bad? It's my eyes are are adjusting. No, the light can't stop you shining. Okay. Oh, perfect moment to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be back with ESP and Jack Speaks. It's Jackson. I'm back with my favorite segment. What did you say? Ooh, okay, girl. We see you. Her titties are, are pulling out, and so there's nothing to hold this titty up well, over yeah. here. I'm a very classy woman. Oh, she classy, right? My style is phenomenal. And after a hard-fought battle to get Carmen's phenomenal cleavage into her phenomenal shirtlet, Carmen and her entourage hit the club. Well, it seems like she's a little bit full of herself, and her top is a little bit full of her. Oh, so I guess now we got to change the title of the movie to Waiting to Outhale. Now, this is a case of saying the saying that you're trying to say without saying what you're actually trying to say. And I mean, I see this. Marathon is a race. I mean, if you want to be technical, marathon is a sprint. That's what you said. Yeah, I agree. Let's not use that one. And now cleaning, scrubbing on toilets and all that. Why don't you clean the toilet? Flushes itself. <laughs> Why do I have to clean the toilet? It flushes itself. <laughs> Maybe I should implement this into my cleaning ritual. I mean, this just goes to show you never ever made your kids clean up. Now, did you? Did you? Because at this age, going away to college, she ought to know that a toilet needs to be cleaned. That's just nasty, baby. Okay, so you ready for number number three? Yeah. All right, then there's number three. Number three would be life insurance. Now, this this is a a, a biggie for me because uh, way way back that was my thing. I I dealt with life and health and casualty and property, and I was very interested in life insurance at one point. But people, Jax, people don't understand how great of a tool life insurance is from day one day one from the time that a baby is born even before you should buy a life insurance policy for a baby first of all it costs practically nothing you're paying pennies pennies $12 for a whole year to protect the baby now you might be saying what do you need to protect the baby for um god forbid anything happens 
you have something to bury the child. That would be a whole life policy. And usually you can only get whole life policies on children that are minors. But the big thing with children is it becomes a tool that they can use later on because of course, certain policies you can um, uh, let the, the equity in the policy accumulate and you can borrow against it later. And that child turning 18 has will have quite an amount of money to help him through school or her through buy a car or whatever because you had the sense of mind to get this policy when they were a little child. In fact, Gerber, good old Gerber, has something called the grow up plan. And that's why it's called the grow up plan as opposed to the death plan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But do you know that it's illegal to, to have more than X amount of dollars worth of insurance on a child? I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. Back in the 70s and 80s, people were taking out million dollar policies on kids and then killing the kids and cashing in on the policies. I know that's horrible. It's terrible. <sighs> so it became a state. Uh, law that you could only have, I believe it's $10,000 under the age of 12 or up okay. until the age of 18. And then after that, you can go up incrementally. They're not telling you you can't have a policy because I mean, kids, kids are the biggest, most accident prone people on the, on the planet. Anything can happen with a child. And it would be kind of sad if you didn't have funds to lay them to rest properly in the event of an accident. So you are allowed to have insurance. But um, on, a, on a broad spectrum, having insurance is extremely important, not just from the perspective of a death benefit. There are so many different types of insurance policies. You have term policies. You have accidental death and dismembership policies. You have so many different tools that can be used in the market that can benefit the family and benefit the longevity of the family and the wealth, generational wealth towards the family. So we'll do a show on that specifically so we can inform the family as to what direction to go. To number four. So Jax, what do you got? Number four, very important, wealth creation. Um, it is, important for you, your family, to think about your own financial stability, uh, be that through working and saving or investing or starting a business. Wealth creation is, it's imperative because we don't know what's going to happen in this world. We can't depend on, just like right now with COVID, we can't even depend on $2,000 from the government we pay in all the time. So it is important to start building your nest. So when these times come along, and it, it's difficult because people work, they're not making the money that they should be making. So it makes it hard to save. But um, I think there's a little sacrifice within wealth creation where maybe we don't spend so much on gold jewelry or going out to the movies all the time and just tuck that money away and, and create something for your foundation. And sometimes you just have to be brave enough to step off on an idea and build on that idea, whether it be that breakery that you always wanted to start 
or maybe that sewing business or something that you can teach the children or even an event planning business. Do it, start it, start step by step by step and then take those funds and invest them. And you know what, Jax, I find with our people, we tend to shy away from an investment opportunity simply because of the lack of knowledge. Now, with the entire internet at your fingertips, this is something that I really don't understand. Even if you feel that approaching an investment broker or approaching uh, someone who deals with uh, investment portfolios is intimidating, go online, do the research, investigate for yourself. In fact, there are so many small companies um, and large companies that are adaptable for the everyday person who just doesn't want to be in contact with someone and wants to do it online. You have Motley's Fool, you have Stash, you have many companies like that. And in the, in the age of COVID, where we're not meeting with each other one-on-one, -on -one, you can literally get on the phone with someone and say, I want to do X, Y, and Z. What would I need to do? How much would I need to invest? So you know what? There's really no excuse. The whole world is once again at our fingertips. Find the information, research the information, and, and do it. At least uh, get a, an extra account for you to put things away for yourself. Hey, Jax, remember last week I was talking about what, not last week, the week that we did the show where we did resolutions and I was giving you things that you could do and I was talking about the um, the coin thing. You remember right. that? Right. I left out one. I left What's out that? one. And this is, this is going to be so great for the family. You guys, you should really try this. My kids are doing this right now. The youngest one is really psyched. Uh, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> which is another thing that we're missing in this COVID situation, all of these teenagers not having jobs, that's really going to hurt them later on. So anyway, let me get back to the, to the actual thing. To add to one of the resolutions that I had, I had told you to get the two liter bottles and fill up the coins as you come in, just drop the coins in. And after a year, you really have anywhere from $2,000 to $5,000. But on this one, go to the 99 cent store and get a box of envelopes, you know, a regular standard size box of envelopes. They usually come 80 to 100, okay? So if it's 80, just buy two boxes. Anyway, number the envelopes from one to 100. You with me? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now every week, when you start working again, and some of you are on un unemployment, every week, take out two envelopes. You mix them up. When you finish writing all of the numbers on them, mix them up and put them back in the box. And every week, take two envelopes. I let him pick the envelopes. Whatever the envelopes say, you have to put the money from your paycheck into those envelopes. So let's say you pick out number 25 and you pick right. out number two. You have to fill the envelopes with 25 and 2 and then put the envelope away in a different I place. I like that. I like that. That one's good until I hit that $100 one. I'll do it. It'll just be a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of nice. Well, I like okay. that one. Let's I'm look at that because let's, let's really look at that. Right now, 
everybody hadn't been working. Um, what was it? They they increased that that thing the the in unemployment. Remember, he was complaining that they were getting six hundred extra dollars, and now they gave them three. Yeah, they decreased it. So do the hundred dollar envelope right now because you're not used to having the money. So take the hundred dollar and get the hundred dollar envelope and put it in right now. So that's out you of the way. You know, I'm trying to do the math on that, right? <laughs> How much you would have a good amount at the end of those envelopes. You really would. You figure there's 52 weeks in every year, right? Mm -hmm. it's up, we're asking for 100 envelopes. So really, it should be 104 envelopes if you're picking out two a week, right? Don't, don't, don't start doing the math on me, but the thought <laughs> process. Yeah, because yes. 50, 52 yes. or 52 is 104. 104. So you would okay. need 104 envelopes. Right. So it's 100 times 50. No. I'm going to get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna take an abacus. <laughs> it's it's going to be about five grand. You're really looking at about, if you faithfully do it every, if you faithfully do two envelopes every week, you're going to end up with about five grand. But we, you do, okay, you do the math and get back to me on that. But I think it's a fabulous any, idea anyway. It really but is. You can, and then you can invest it. Invest so it, save it, take a trip with it, but you created it for yourself. Well, here, the whole thing is, with what we're talking about, we want to have something that's lasting. So you want to keep building. So if you're going to do it, you don't want to take a trip with it. You want to put it no. into the business. <laughs> I'm just talking about post-COVID. Everybody going to need one trip. Just one trip. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I get it. But we got to stop thinking like that. We got to continuously thinking on the grind and the build. And so we can get to the place where taking a trip is not even going to be something that we have to think about. It'll be something that, you know, all right, we're, we're leisurely just going to do this. Okay. So that's the okay. next one. So number five, the next one, this is my fave real estate acquisition. And right now, Jax, it's a shame that we don't all have an extra 30, 40 grand to throw away because the prices on homes have never been this low. It's been years since they've been this low. I should say the prices on homes, the interest rates on homes are really just so low right now that buying yeah. a nice little home, it would be great. Yeah. And it's a buyer's market right now, so. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, and you yep. get a nice little investment property. It's not. Which brings me to number six, Jack. And that's our mindset. We have to stay diligent in our thought process in terms of building, making a decision as a family, or making a decision as a couple that's building a family and deciding what we're going to do and march forward in that plan. You have to have a positive mindset about building. You can't just decide, okay, we're gonna change it halfway through the game plan because certain things need to be in place and certain goals need to be met. Case in point, 
we have all of these investments that we want to do. We have all of this savings plan that we want to get to. We have a business that we want to build. We are thinking about kids, which is the next one to come, because number seven is children. So we're, we're in the house or we're planning for a house. There's a lot of moving parts to this whole thought process of seven things that families need to think about, whether they're new families, old families, or in-between families. All of these components work together. So once you decide what you're doing and how you're battling or how you're going to begin the game plan, your mindset is what's going to carry you from the beginning to the end of execution. Does that make sense, Jax? Yes, it makes perfect sense. And it does. It, all of this takes a positive mindset. Every other thing that we listed takes a positive mindset. Okay, we just got to stick to the plan. And again, I'm going to speak to our culture because as a as culture being the American Black thought process, so oftentimes we hear we're still living in the Jim Crow mentality. We're still plagued with the effects of racism. Yes, that is all correct. But Jax, let me ask you this. How long are we going to allow ourselves as individuals to wallow in these thought processes that have been a part of our psyche for so long? At some point, you have to take responsibility and wake up and move forward. If not as a collective of people, we have to do it as an individual family of people, our village. Rebuild the village. I think I'm, I'm making a new power movement here, Jackson. <laughs> Which rebuild, one? Rebuild well, the village. <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't know. <laughs> But I mean, another thing that's just been, you know, um, appropriated, but yeah, it, it's positive mindset nowadays is tantamount, tantamount. Otherwise you just won't make it through. And I think the protests of this summer and what is happening now is awakening a lot of people, even the Senate runoff races in Georgia, it's awakening a lot of people. And you're right. It's there comes a time when you have to stop wallowing in this happened and what if and and move forward, push forward and make people hear, you know, what we need to say and that we are a representative part of this United States of America. And of our children and how we cultivate our conversations when the children are around. Yes, as we indicated in our last um, step that the markers for racism are still there and the Jim Crow mentality that permeates through our system is still ever present and current. And we see these things in current day um, news and, and in our culture still, but that does not mean that we can't change the minds and the hearts of our children. That does not mean that we can't raise them from a different perspective where their hearts are a little more open and their minds are a little more clear and their bodies are a little more tuned for the fight. So you have a choice as far as I'm concerned with your children. You can continue to perpetuate what we've all lived through or you can indicate that they are the shining stars that they are and give them the gifts to go forward and be better and do better. 
and to finish our cause. So those are the seven thought processes that Jackson and I decided to talk about and believe in for our families and our futures. Yes, Jax? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, <laughs> Okay. So, I mean, I think it was nice to take a break of the soul much happening all the time. It's COVID, it's, it's vaccine, it's losing jobs. It's th this year was just insane. And I, I just felt that we needed to sit back and say something a little positive, you know, let's, let's give a good thought. Yeah. So, it's needed right now. Exactly. Yeah. And it was nice for me to just sit and chill and talk with you. That's always a good thing. <laughs> Always. <laughs> now I have a question for you. Yes. Well, I thought it was a question. Actually, I was going to ask you about next week's show, but there's so much happening right now in this world. I think maybe we should wait. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think we should be planning shows when every day, 45, he has how many days left? Today's the 12th, and he's Eight. supposed to be out by the 20th. Eight long, long, terrifying, sit on the edge of your seat days. You know how Eight. poignant that is? Because it only took him three days to incite a re an insurrection. Okay. So heaven knows what he can do in eight. So let's kind of leave it open. <laughs> and we'll see. But we okay. will be here. We'll, we'll do our normal six o'clock on Saturdays. And I'll have something interesting lined up for us. How about that? As you always do. So, Jax, you know what? Maybe we should do a live show. You want to do a live call-in show? I would love to do a live call-in show. Talk, let me talk to my internet and see if she would like to cooperate. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be fun to do a live call-in show. Okay, cool. So we'll discuss that and then... We'll go from there. Sounds good. Well, all right. I guess but that does it for this week, huh? In the meantime, you know what we're going to say. What? Be positive. That's negative. <laughs> say good night, Jack. Good night, Jacks. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on ESC and Jack. Have a good night. Bye.